Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio. And we are live. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for being here. Welcome to the Sunday edition of Right on Radio. On Sundays, we're going to be using some scripture, and we're going to go through revelation, and Jesse's got some revelation that has been coming out from her end on a couple nights. We're going to do some news. We're going to play some music. This is going to be a ton of fun, and for the fun to really begin, I need to bring her on. Her website is Illuminate the Darkness. Visit IlluminateTheDarkness.com and Illuminate Your Mind. And while you're there, you can see Jesse's Patreon is there. But also, Marion has put her third installment on her Roundhouse series, and it is explosive. So do go there and read. If you haven't read installment two, and Salmon 3, we covered one on this one. There's number two and number three. We're going to have Marion on soon, but not before I introduce. She is the defier of devils. <laughs> Her name is Jessie Zaboder. I always look forward to these titles. I mean, <laughs> I think they they live it up more than I do, but hey... <laughs> Well, you, you did defy the devil, Jesse. That's a true statement. It is, absolutely. <laughs> and and you and you have defied him by being a born-again Christian, which is the yes. ultimate defiance. That's right. A, a defiance, you know, that uh, is worthy of death in his eyes, so. Yeah, well, he wants to kill you anyways, Jesse. He wants to <laughs> I know. kill us all. And he has plans to do it. They've even announced it through his minions. <laughs> I know. He he likes to send out those you know messages through all his little minions all the time. <laughs> he has been. And, and Jesse, I'll tell you, I've been doing this study, and we're going to play some more possibly controversial stuff from Stephen Anderson. This has been the best study on Revelation that I've ever gone through. He's not using man's interpretation. He's not. He's just using the word of God. And quite honestly, there's been some things that I've just taken for granted because I've heard preachers say it and things like that. I had some misconceptions in my mind. And I think he's uh, he's brought me around and I've had so much more clarity about this so far. I'm not done the study yet. I encourage you all to uh, to find his uh, study on Revelation and go through it. Listen, some of his other stuff, uh, well, I don't know. It's up to you. I don't agree with him on everything, that's for sure. But this is a fantastic study, and I really, really thank uh, the person who recommended it to us. Yeah, so, it has been good. So, Jesse, can we start with a song? Absolutely. This is great. I love when you start with music. Well, and I think you're really going to like this song as well. Oh, so let me just share my screen.
here, here it is. You're going to love this. This is from the Music in Motion. song and of course that was promises by Kristen and laura it's available you can listen to the entire album for free on illuminate the darkness but you can also support the netherlands project by purchasing that and downloading the entire thing for your enjoyment all the time even when you're not connected to the internet <laughs> Oh, Jesse is chatting up a storm, I can see. Yeah, sorry, I was chatting. That's okay, that's <laughs> all right. So we've got some fun fans out there today who are speaking German and some other stuff. And <laughs> Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that, Jesse. Speaking of speaking German, 
<laughs> Here's a segue. <laughs> so listen, the last episode we did, we covered this uh, whistle while you work was the uh, the app title of the episode. And it's explosive. I've been going through that document. And by the way, yeah. I've got a video of General McInerney talking about this on the Mike to Mike show, which is a really good show. It's wow. on the Right On Radio channel on Telegram. It's about a half an hour. You should listen to it because, you know, not everyone will go through, uh, you know, 197 pages, but right. it's there. And so the Right On Radio channel on Telegram is kind of like a curated news channel. Uh, and if you're not on Telegram yet, or if you are and you haven't joined uh, that channel, please do. But also know we've got a Right On Radio chat channel as well. And this is for everybody. It's not just for the Army. It's not if anybody is welcome into the chat. And guess who moderates the chat? Who? Everybody who's on there. If someone puts All out... Right. If someone says hateful stuff, let's call them out. That's <clears> awesome. All are welcome. Now, uh, some people, and, and by the way, I've taken about 10 articles because people have been posting articles in the chat that have been really good. But I've set up another channel, Jesse, or uh, another chat, uh, which is called Right On Radio Digs. And what I would ask awesome. the good listeners to do is to post those articles there. Because in a chat, articles can get buried really, really quick. So if we leave the chat for just chat, and then we put all these articles and stuff like that into the digs, and then I'll go through it and I'll curate what goes on to the channel. Does that make sense? That's awesome. So you have right on digs and the other... Right on right radio on digs. It's spelled out all the way. Right on radio digs. And there's right on radio chat. And then there's right on radio, which is just the channel of curated news for you. Awesome. So Jesse, why don't you talk in the chat? I want to find something while you're doing that. So if you could give me a moment. Yeah, definitely. Got some people that says, let's talk about the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I believe we will be talking about some of the Holy Spirit's works today. I believe so. Yeah. Okay. I see some of our big fans out there. We're excited. I'm seeing quite a few different languages. Um, I'm not sure if everybody who's putting those out there is from different countries or not, but... We had some some French, we had some um, German, we have the Netherlands, which I think between the Netherlands is still one of our top countries for right on radio right now. No, or, it flipped no. down considerably. Uh, oh, man. What has really come up is there's a lot more people in Canada uh, by far. Mm -hmm. So it's about 71% in the United States. So just to give a base figure. Uh, I believe Australia is now our second and, oh, wow. uh, or sorry, is, is our third after Canada uh, and New Zealand and the UK are kind of duking it out. Uh, Netherlands is probably about six or seven. We have people in Germany, 
now, uh, even in South America, in Africa, uh, South Africa <laughs> is becoming popular. Uh, like literally That's we're great. in about 30 to 35 different countries right now. Awesome. And we do have some UK individuals here in the audience today. They're putting it out there. <laughs> so thank you. Yeah, thank you. Definitely. Thank you for being here. And by the way, I don't consider fans because Jesse and I really don't want attention. Neither of us are seeking fans, but you can be a fan of the show. And it's just because right. we're, we're bringing a conversation to you that you want to have. Uh, and particularly, I'm thinking about this on, on a Sunday, uh, you know, because some of the stuff we're going to bring out today is stuff that the church should have been talking about. And we're commanded to do it, but they don't because it's not a feel-good message. Right. And not every church. There's some churches that do, uh, obviously. Uh, but, you know, just in general. Um, so, you know, we're going to go to some scriptures in that today. And I think yeah. we should do that every Sunday, Jesse. I think so, too. And I really appreciate, you know, I know it's kind of controversial, some of the things with um, this Mr. Anderson. But I think it's good that the church, you know, goes there because you really want to be wrestling with the word of God. You want to be wrestling with what people are saying and that tells you that you're thinking for yourself, you're praying through it, you're seeking God for the answers, you're seeking God for the knowledge to know, you know, is this man interpreting scripture correctly? Is what he's saying true? Um, you know, scripture is not just all, you know, loving, I call it loving candy, you know, um, it, it's certainly it's really not, not you know not. i mean god doesn't hold the, anything back right the majority of it is is really hard stuff that you have to wrestle with and so i think it's great that we're putting out you know that we're willing to go there we're willing to wrestle with what this man is saying and discuss it and i, I love that term that you just said wrestle jesse because you know uh, fortunately the very first church the church i was saved in uh, they are very deep into the word. And I learned how to study the word, uh, you know, pretty quick. And, and you know, it helped me to get the truth and stuff. But I'll tell you, after watching this, my studying abilities have gone up a notch. They really yeah. have gone up. <laughs> you know, I'm making correlations that uh, I've never seen before. And things are making even more sense. And you know, I've read Revelation mm -hmm. before. I can't say I've done a deep study. Perhaps I was a bit intimidated by it, like many people, because right. there's so much symbolism. Well, what does that mean? Well, I'll tell you, this guy brings it back. Okay, here's how to find what it means. Yeah. And I did, you know, from what I've seen of the majority of his stuff, you know, I feel he does divide the word correctly and he does bring out those hardcore you know, subjects that nobody wants to ask those questions. Nobody wants to think, is that possibly what this could mean? And nobody wants to go down that road and say, if that is what that really means, how does that look in my life as, as a follower of Christ? And that's really what he's challenging people to do you know, do I agree with the way that he applies everything in his life? No, I think, no. you know, he, he's quite rough around 
we'll just say he's quite gruff and rough in some areas. Um, but, you know, we're all created different. You know, I, I'm going to share a quick story. I mean, um, you know, a few years back and even continuing, there's there's been a huge target and hit on those hellfire brimstone preachers. And there was a big push for, you know, the friendship, evangelism through love, the, the tolerance, the acceptance. Um, both, both are worthy methods. I, I'm just going to put that out there. And, you know, I have known people, several people in my life, you know, that's what it took. It took that fire and brimstone. It, it took that fear for them to come to the Lord and, you know, I, I, that's how I put Mr. Anderson. I kind of see him in that category where he's not going to, um, you know, come at people. I'll just say, I don't think he's really a love and mercy, compassion type guy. That's not where his strong suit gifts are, you know? Um, would I put him in a hospital as a chaplain? Probably not. I mean, he could be a good chaplain, but that's really not his calling, you know, is to be compassionate and gentle. He's one of those fire brimstone kind of guys, you know? <laughs> and you know what? And, and so you can find a ton of bad stuff about this guy. And, you know, and a lot of it is his own words. Okay. Yeah. Um, listen, you could, if you look me up, you're going to find some bad stuff too. <laughs> like, you know, and, and, and maybe even Jesse. <laughs> I'm sure you could find some bad stuff yeah, on me. Uh, so as well. <laughs> listen, we're not judging the man. We're not. Uh, we're we're just going through this study, and and it's really mm -hmm. really worthwhile. Um, so Jesse, before we do, I wanted to touch on a couple things, and why don't I? I just want to share a couple stories that are on the Telegram uh, to drive you to it. Okay. Uh, right. Good listeners, because I want you to see some of the stuff that is there. So let me just share my screen once more. And there's a couple little clips that are definitely worthwhile. All right. So a couple weeks ago, we covered these deep fakes. And by the way, that uh, YT took that one down. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know what else they took down, Jesse? Remember I'm I did that they episode took... on defeating Mammon? Yeah, they took that down. They took that down. Man. And there's not one mention of a person's word or anything like that. And, uh, oh, I, I never finished the point I wanted to make earlier when I was talking about speaking a different language. Okay. So I'm going to say this real quick. So the, that last episode we did, we were telling stories. We're going around and a lot of you really enjoyed that. Okay. A lot of you really enjoyed it. Um, it's not my natural style. Jesse's very good at it. I'm not good at it. <laughs> and <laughs> can I learn? Yeah. But you know what? I, 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 I kind of, I feel more at home, Jesse, being bold and in your face. Right. So how do we solve this without getting deplatformed? We're going to, instead of speaking in code, we're going to speak another language. <laughs> this is not my forte, but we're, we're going to give it an attempt. <laughs> okay. So listen, here's how it works. 
I'm going to describe the language. You probably heard about this when you were a kid, okay? <laughs> the, the first word in this language is P-I-G. The second word is Latin. And now I'm not trying to, Latin is a beautiful language, so there's no uh, putting it down. But the way it works is when you take, for instance, a name, okay? Mm -hmm. And you take the first hard sounding part of that word and you put it at the end. So <laughs> what reminded me about this is when, when uh, you said there's some German uh, speaking people in the audience. So we right. talked about on the last show that uh, person Rod. Right. Right. And right. by the way, when you get into this video with Mac and Ernie and that and you get into uh, the, the entire document is posted on Telegram as well. But this guy, Rod, is in the center of everything. So how would we use this new language to say his last name? Let's see if you can figure it out. It'd be well, not his last name. I mean, I say we just go for his first name and we call him Odar. Odar. <laughs> yeah, but, so, but people just coming in, they wouldn't be able to figure it out. Listen, it's Oceansteiner. <laughs> See, that just... <laughs> Oceansteiner. I, yeah, I liked the one you did for Mogul, you know, where you called him Rumpty. <laughs> and, and then there there was the, the person who was beside him who we've got some bad things to say about would would just be NSP. Yes, NSP. NSP. <laughs> now I do want to maintain uh mogul for mogul. And I'm not gonna do it in Idenbuh. He's still <laughs> acting Pedotus. Right. We like that term Pedotus for him. It fits him quite well. And, and the person who's next to him is still going to be Kabbalah. Yeah. <laughs> because it's just so perfect. <laughs> but, and we all know who Boo is now, so we can we can keep that one. Good, as well. good. Thank you. That's one of my favorites. It, it is. And you've got the shirt to prove it. That's right. Oh, I have a keychain now too. Yeah, oh yeah, that was so fantastic. Yes. Yeah, so I was super excited about that. All right. So this is how we're going to use some names and that way we can be bold. We can talk about this stuff, but there's certain words about what their actions are. And we're going to use this separate language to describe that. Now, does everyone, does that work for everyone? You know, we're going to give it a try. And if it doesn't work, we'll reevaluate. We'll find another way. All right. Sounds good. So let me share my screen again. And go to Telegram. Because I want to do a couple news. So this has been all over the place. And this has been even on the mainstream news the last couple of days. We were talking about these deep fakes. Okay. This guy has been doing a Tom Cruise thing. Oh, the video isn't there. But this guy, just a regular guy, he pulls off Tom Cruise unbelievably convincing, deep fake. And what the reason it's been on the mainstream news now is what if uh, they did a deep fake of Putin saying, we're launching, or Putin, <laughs> Putin P. We're going to get better at this. Putin P. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Scavino put out a new uh, video on Instagram. And this is the man walking down a really thin 
peak of a mountain, like it's that close to some peak, and he's walking on icy snow to fall either way. But at the precipice of the mountain, and that is the key here. So there's some tie-ins with the uh, the channel that was talking about this. So it's the tipping point. We're in demand change. You're going to go down. It's downhill from here. We're in the final stretch. The descent has come in. We're yeah, the tip of the iceberg, and they're going down now. That's right. Also, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. See this place here? This is at Tyler Perry Studios. Yes, this is the mock-up of the White House. Pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, that is pretty close. I mean, you really can't tell a difference. That is right on. Right on, right on, right Without, on. Without, you know, okay. usually it has an American flag on top, though, doesn't it? Yeah, and usually, and, and, and even the real one doesn't even have snipers or anything on top. So I'm telling you. Uh, so this is the two mics interview. Uh, that's on the Telegram right on radio channel. You can see right there. You want to listen to this. It is explosive, and it's about 30 minutes. Um, speaking of the uh, the White House, here's a little thing. We will begin shortly. They were going to do the, uh, the COVID thing or whatever. And look at this. Three watching right now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I'll bet you they're reporters. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now this is going back to the uh, to the White House again. Okay, so this is like a Google Earth thing, and it's showing where it is. This is DC. This is the good one. Now watch this. Zooms out. Goes just a hop, skip, and a jump away. And there's the one we just described. Wow. A lot easier than going to uh, California, right? Yeah, definitely. Also. Now, was that, that was down in Florida, wasn't it? No, that's uh, just that outside Georgia? of Atlanta. Okay. There's so many great stories on here. Um, oh, listen to this. Because they don't know if their own government's going to be spying this on them, including the members of Congress. And, you know, the the fences and the razor wire that are around this Capitol right now, it, it's it's a Hollywood production for the government because they don't know if their own government. It's a what production? A Hollywood. It's Not a, a Linderwood production. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's, there's so much stuff production. here. People dig into this channel. I'm. I'm curating some stuff there's some stuff about the uh i'm just looking for it here if i could show it real quick uh, oh this little video here i'm not going to play it but it's how your uh, social security is tied into the federal reserve banks done well and look here's a here's a graphic of the tunnel system under washington dc and there's this story which i would suggest to you to read for yourself the uh, the title says Navy SEALs arrest Intenclaw Hillary <laughs> 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 H <laughs> on Tuesday. 
It describes the whole setting. And then just look at this. This is just pure beauty. Wow. Remember we talked about looking at the light. Just the yeah. beautiful way. And see, see everything illuminated. Oh, this video. So if you're just listening, it's just like a, a beautiful pond. And there's a like a, in a hilly setting of beautiful colors. And mm -hmm. it's just, just wonderful. That's great. All right. So have we got everyone here still? Yes, we do. Okay, because all of a sudden it's showing my, my live isn't uh, picking up live. That's weird. Oh, maybe we, I think we do. Can we have some people in the chat? If you can still hear and see us, just give us a thumbs up. All right, and there's about a 30 second delay, of course, but all right. Like, I want to make sure we're still on because this preview screen I have is not happening. Okay, it looks like we're still up. Yep, we're still on. All right. Jesse, should we get to this 12 minute clip? Because there's going to be a ton of stuff to talk about after this. Yes, I think people are ready for the controversy. All right. And where I want to go after this is into, well, we want to talk about what the content of this is, uh, but also, and then I want to end the program, Jesse, with what you were talking about with Jody and, uh, and some things, because it's just mm -hmm. a beautiful way to end the program today, but we've got a long way to go. Well, maybe not a long way, but you're going to enjoy this. All right, share the screen one more time. Go to Revelation 13. So we've, we've talked about the Antichrist. We talked about his global government and worldwide kingdom that he's gonna set up. Similar to the Roman Empire compared to the Roman Empire in the sense that it will devour and break in pieces and be as strong as iron. And this kingdom is not just like the Roman Empire, but it's actually like all four of the kingdoms. That's why it was likened unto the leopard and the lion and the bear. It's like the Babylonian Empire. It's like the Medo-Persian Empire. It's like the Greek Empire. It's like, the, it's like all of the above because it's a worldwide global government. One man will eventually rise out of this global system. It starts out as a global system with, you know, multiple heads and multiple horns. But one man rises up. That little horn rises up to preeminence. That one head is wounded to death. That man that receives the deadly wound dies and comes back from the bottomless pit. He eventually will be worshipped as the Antichrist. He will be worshipped and wondered after. And he will rule over the entire earth. And he will use that power to persecute the saints. To persecute them that have the testimony of Jesus Christ, according to Revelation 12, 17. And he will overcome them, meaning he will kill them. He will have them thrown in prison, etc. Look down, if you would, at verse 11. It says, And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth. And he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. Now, let me just point this out. It says he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. That tells me he looked like a lamb. But when you look at what he's saying... It's of the devil. Okay, go if you would to 2 Corinthians chapter 11. 2 Corinthians chapter number 11. 
Now, this term is not used in Revelation 13, but this is what's known as the false prophet. And we derive that term from later in the book of Revelation. For example, chapter 19, verse 20, it talks about the beast and the false prophet which did miracles before him and deceived the nations. Everything that this guy does in Revelation 13 is what the false prophet is described as doing. So this guy is known as the false prophet. And the Bible tells us that the false prophet had two horns like a lamb, but he spake as a dragon. Now, in 2 Corinthians chapter number 11, we, we have a warning about false prophets. And in 2 Corinthians chapter number 11, verse uh, 14, give me a second to get there, it says, And no marvel, well, look at verse 13, for such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves in the apostles of Christ, and no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. So we see here that the devil's ministers, those who serve Satan, they will masquerade as a Bible-believing preacher. He's saying, look, they'll make themselves look like the apostles of Christ. They will look like a true prophet of God, a Bible-believing preacher. But he said, that shouldn't surprise you since Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light that his ministers would be transformed to the minister's light. So this false prophet of Revelation 13, it said he had two horns like a lamb, but he spake as a dragon. Because what he is saying is of Satan. Because he's telling people, worship the beast. Worship the one who had the deadly wound and was healed. Now, this tells me that he's going to be masquerading as a Bible-believing preacher. He's going to be, you know, looking like one of the ministers of light. This false prophet is going to be a man who is a false preacher or a false prophet in whom people have confidence, he will point people to the Antichrist and say, this is Jesus Christ. This is the Messiah. This is God. This is who we need to be worshiping. We need to make an image unto him. Now, I thought this would have been Billy Graham. But, uh, you know, he's too old now to fill this role. But, you know, he's going to be a guy like that. Uh, basically, a preacher that everybody likes. And Billy Graham is one that everybody likes, but he's one who also accepts all false religion and promotes all false religion. I mean, Billy Graham says, I'm just as comfortable in a Catholic church and a Mormon church. He said Muslims will be in heaven. Hindus will be in heaven. He said Muslims are just following the light that they have. You know, and I believe we'll see them in heaven. You know, he's one that basically says all religions are going to heaven. And you say, well, one time I heard him say you had to believe in Christ. Of course he's going to talk out of both sides of his mouth. Yep. He's got two horns like a lamb, but he, he speaks as a dragon. You know, the devil often tries to seem like he's telling the truth also. But we see there are a lot of false preachers today, the, the Rick Warrens of this world, you know, who basically just accept all false religion. They seek to bring together all religions and let's put aside our differences and let's all join together and hold hands and sing Kumbaya. And basically this false prophet is going to be one that, that reaches out to all religions of the world and says, look, let's all unite. Let's all worship this Messiah. You know, the Christians will believe that the Antichrist is the second coming of Jesus Christ. They'll say, look, he's Jesus. And then the Jews will say, the Messiah is finally here. Because, you know, they think the Messiah hasn't come yet. They reject Jesus Christ. Oh, the Messiah. And then, of course, the Muslims are waiting for the Imam al-Mahdi. 
and they're going to say that that's him when he shows up and they're going to point to the Antichrist and say, look, it's the Imam Mahdi. And then, you know, the, the, the fifth Buddha is what the Buddhists are looking for and the, the Krishna and whatever. All religions are waiting for this messianic figure and, and the Antichrist will fulfill all of it and the false prophet will be the one who does the preaching and he'll also perform miracles to try to get everybody galvanized behind the Antichrist. Let's keep reading in Revelation 13. First of all, it says that he had two horns like a lamb. He spake as a dragon, verse 12. And he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. And he doeth great wonders so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles. So people are going to believe him because of the miracles that he's doing. And it says, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. So this is how he makes war with the saints. He says, you must worship the image of the beast or you will be killed. You say, well, how did he have power to give life to the image of the beast? Well, good night. I mean, with the technology that we have, you can make images come to life, right? And, and talk, you know, that's what the word animation means, bringing things to life. If you look at what that word literally means. And so basically they're going to have an image that, that, that speaks and, and is alive and so forth. And if you don't worship the image, you're going to be killed. And he says that those whose names are written in the book of life are not going to worship the image. This is how he makes war with the saints. Go to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Let's tie this in with uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 about the Antichrist. 2 Thessalonians chapter number 2 is actually a perfect fit with Revelation 13. You know, it's amazing how, how consistent the Bible is. I mean, it all just fits together perfectly. One, you know, once you understand it, once you've read it and put it together, it all fits together so perfectly and precisely. Look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1, and see how this fits in exactly with what we read in Revelation 13. It says, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him. What do we, what do we normally refer to that as? Most people call that the rapture, right? When Jesus Christ comes in the clouds and we're all gathered together. It says, uh, we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, is that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. So why are people running around saying this can happen at any moment? Doesn't he say here, don't let anybody deceive you, saying that the day of Christ is at hand? It's not at hand. That day shall not come, except there come a falling away first. And we don't have time to do it, but if we look up the seven times that the day of Christ is mentioned, can easily be proven this is referring to when Christ comes in the clouds and the trumpet sounds and the rapture takes place. It says here, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. So which is going to happen first? The coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together unto him or the Antichrist saying that he's God? Which one happens first? The Antichrist is going to be revealed and say that he's God first. That's what it says. And it says anybody who tells you otherwise deceiving you. 
Okay? So we see that the Antichrist is going to basically be worshipped as God. Now, back to our timetable in Revelation. We noted that he's going to be ruling and reigning in the second half of the week. Did we not? Meaning that his 42-month reign would start at the midpoint, right? Well, those of you who've studied Daniel Revelation know what happens right at the midpoint of the, of the seven years is what's known as the abomination of desolation, okay? And the abomination of desolation is tied in with the Antichrist setting up this image in the house of God, the, the, the temple of God, and where he's saying that he is God. And these things all fit in perfectly with the timetable with which we're dealing. And it says here that he sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things? And now you know what withholdeth, that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan, watch this, with all power and signs and lying wonders. Isn't that what we saw in Revelation 13? Signs and lying wonders. Wonders are miracles. You know, all the miracles and the signs that he's going to use to deceive them that dwell on the earth into worshiping the Antichrist, who in this passage is mentioned as saying that he's God. Going into the temple of God, saying that he is God. Verse 10, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness and then that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. For this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So we see again, the masses being damned. The masses believing on him. The masses being deceived by the miracles that the false prophet will perform before the Antichrist. They'll be sucked in by it. They'll be tricked by it. Look, the Bible tells us that this will take place before that day of Christ comes before our gathering together unto him. That's why we're still going to be here. That's why he's going to be making war with the saints because the saints are still here. I mean, it's pretty simple. <laughs> All right. So there is so much there to unpack, Jesse. Uh, but yes. here, here's what I want to do. Uh, first of all, I don't want to talk about the rapture. We'll do a separate show on that. Right. Um, and, you know, in Revelation 13, you know, it's most famously known for the mark of the beast. And we'll do a separate show on that because I think it really needs some clarity. But there's a ton of stuff in this to unpack. And the reason I wanted to put it on is Jesse and I have made a commitment uh, that one of the, the probably the main topic we are going to cover is this dark to light, the fall of the light side, or sorry, the fall of the dark side in the, you know, the evil world. And they have their the light system. side, which is the imposter <laughs> side, which is where this comes out of. Okay. Now you'll notice the tie into the synagogue of Satan that we talked about. Mm -hmm. There's all kinds of ties in. Um, I think it's beautiful. And so we're looking at it towards the end and we can work our way backwards because this is going to give you a lot more context as we build the case and watch this stuff unfold. Yes, definitely. And, and I think that's important. You know, I think that was probably the most important point 
that he was drawing out of the scriptures is that, you know, we, we know we're told that Satan appears as an angel of light. Um, that's what he was. That's what he used to be. Um, he, he was one that literally, you know, was one of the seraphim, which their specific job in connection to the Lord is to cover his glory. And so they dwell that close to God where they are, you know, immersed with his glory. And, you know, if you think about that, you know, these angels with wings, and if they're covering that light, they alone are seeing that light. They're beholding it in all of its, you know, brilliance. And, um, and scripture talks about that light, that the Lord, you know, that he's a consuming fire that doesn't burn. So, you know, there's a lot of things that scripture brings out about the light of God. And, you know, this was the light where Satan dwelled um, with God. And then in his pride, he said, I will be God. I am God, actually, I think were, were his exact words. I am God and I will sit on the throne. And so, you know, that pride is what got him kicked out of heaven and he refused to repent of that. Um, and he does, you know, he does appear as an angel of light. Um, he's very deceptive and, you know, to the, to the extent, you know, we've talked about how deeply, you know, Satan knows the word of God and he, that's one of the strongest things that he teaches his top, um, you know, commanders in his army, both human and demonic, they know the word of God, but they also know that fine line where they give you bits of truth, but then they also give you little drops of poison in that. And, you know, Tertullian, uh, who was one of the um, forefathers back in the Catholic church, you know, he, he wrote about this, you know, that, that there were th things that, you know, at the time the enemy was trying to get the Roman Christians to go to the Colosseums to participate in the Colosseum games. Well, who was dying in those games? the majority of the people who were being killed were Christians and, and they were these big hunting party games and they were very graphic. And, you know, the enemy was tempting Christians to pay money to go and see this. And Tertullian said, you know, it's like a big batch of honey, but in that big batch of honey, which is good, you've got these drops of poison throughout. And he said, no matter, you know, how you eat it, it doesn't matter how you eat it. Even if it's just one drop at a time, you're still eating poisoned honey. Mm -hmm. and, and so that's the thing with Satan is that, um, you know, as he uses God's word, if you, if you partake and eat that word that is poisoned, you're still eating poisoned word. You know, you're not getting the true word of God. And, um, you know, do, do I agree with Mr. Anderson that the Antichrist per se or this false prophet will be 
a pastor. I don't know that we can say that scripture does not say that he will be cloaked <coughs> as, you know, as a pastor, but from that, we can draw that he will make himself out to be somebody who follows the Lord, the true Messiah. People say that one of the tests, you know, between demonic spirits or if, or an angel or a servant of Christ is if they can say, you know, Jesus Christ of Nazareth who came in the flesh is Lord. Let me tell you, Satan and the demons can say that as well. They do, you know, I mean, how many times in scripture did demons say, you know, Lord, why have you come to, you know, torture us? They, they, they knew him before <laughs> we were here, you know. <laughs> right. So, you know, they know who he is. And, you know, that deception runs so deep that, you know, really this person is going to be somebody that everybody's drawn to and they're going to be drawn to that appearance of godliness that appearance of goodness kindness um you know i i grew up with the light side of the system and with these individuals you know there is nothing in their life that you could outwardly peg and say you know, this person worships Lucifer. Um, you just can't. You, you would not know them. They literally live and walk among us and and we treat them as servants of light. Yeah. And so, first of all, I agree. I don't think it's going to be a pastor. But I, I think the description of, you know, someone like a Billy Graham, uh, someone who has some world renown. Yeah. Uh, is most likely to be the person uh, that, that comes up. Uh, but listen, it could be a Muslim because, you know, a lot of wishy-washy people who don't know, who don't claim, who are not born of the spirit, really, and that's the key to not being deceived, is mm -hmm. being born of the spirit. Uh, you know, a lot of people might say, well, oh, maybe it was a Muslim guy all the time. They had it right. That's why most of the world is following that. And it's the fastest growing. They can sell anything to you. All right. Just Keep watching TV because TV will tell a vision to you. That's great, Jeff. That's exactly what's going to happen. Now, one of the things that I picked out of this, Jesse, that I had never seen before was that this person who rises as the Antichrist, who gets his power from the beast dies and comes back mm -hmm. i've ne i've never saw that before well it's a complete his entire life is a complete mockery of everything that happened with you know jesus christ and it's to make you know one it's to fulfill the over 250 prophecies that are in scripture that you know, tell who the Messiah is and how they'll know him or recognize him. So the Antichrist has to come in and also has to fulfill the majority of those so that the people of Israel will believe that he's the Messiah. Yeah. They and know again, what they're looking for. And again, it's so it's the Pharisees that are really going to drive this thing. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, who knows how the other world religions tie in, but somehow they're all going to come together and agree on this. Right. You know, that is for sure. And, and that's that's part of his job, too, you know, not only to proclaim himself, you know, and I mean, it, it goes to the extent besides, you know, fulfilling those prophecies, besides proclaiming himself as God, this individual is going to have spiritual gifts that allow them to do signs, wonders, miracles, healing. Um, you know, they are going to be doing the works of God. And, and my guess would be, since they have that appearance of godliness, that they will be doing these miracles in Jesus' name. And, um, you know, as people are drawn and gathered to him because of these things, you know, that's what that scripture says, that, you know, that the nations will gather to him and there will be that unity that he brings among the nations, that false peace, you know, that they, they believe there will be peace among themselves but and, and we happen. see that happening now. And 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 uh, you were going to say it's not happening. I think it's happening right now, even as we speak. Yeah, no, no, no. It, listen, it's going to right now. We're seeing the formation of that one world government, which will bring mm-hmm. on, you know, eventually. I still think that the harvest is going to come first. So I think, I think, you know, yeah. the, the plan, the alliance, whatever you want to say, has put a uh, a blocker in. And I believe we're going to have a few years to get ready. That's my belief. It's my opinion. Uh, I could be wrong. Who knows? I'm just saying that. But, but I do know this from the study and from what Scripture has told us. So, but I do know the tactics that this one is going to use, and it's really simple. As Jesse said, they will call on the name of Jesus Christ because he's pretending to be Jesus Christ. But look what he did. In, in the garden with Eve, look what he did on the mountain with Jesus. You know, if he just makes put a doubt in what God's word was. Well, perhaps it really meant this, but this person is going to be so convincing. And with that supernatural power of the, the beast who has been around since, you know, the beginning of time, who's had thousands of years to memorize the scriptures, is going to know the Bible very well and he's going to clarify it and just get you off the mark all you have to do is believe in him and not the not the real one yeah he'll so, he'll define even the biblical narrative he will yeah he will and and it will be convincing but know that our guy jesus christ comes back in the clouds mm-hmm this one isn't going to come out that way. This one's going to be killed and resurrected. That's right. So very distinct. And, you know, listen, this broadcast might save your life. Even if you're not a believer right now, when you start to see these, oh, remember what Jesse and Jeff said? They were quoting the Bible. Mm-hmm. Aha. And by the way, a lot of people have been commenting on the, uh, uh, on this show, Jesse saying, you know, they, uh, they've gotten back into the Bible, uh, you know, they're, you know, because we're, listen, we're wearing our faith on our sleeves. Right. And, and we're living it out in the real world. 
look, we're not, I'm not preaching from a, well, I'm not even preaching. Jesse <laughs> does a little bit more than I do, quite honestly. But uh, listen, I'm just a guy living out faith in God in real time. Do I still sin? Yes. Do, will I sin less tomorrow than I do today? That's my prayer. And right. I sin way less than I did before being born again. Let me tell you that. <laughs> well, I think that's important that you bring out, you know, scripture and, you know, at the core of this and heart of this is, you know, the blood of Jesus and, you know, that we are able to, to draw near and, I actually had just found a verse this morning. Let me see if I can pull it up here quick. Um, because, you know, as the enemy is bringing scripture to us, you know, it's all the more important for us to know the word of God. And one of the weapons that I've been bringing out that is available to us is the blood of Jesus Christ. And as a weapon, it allows us to stand against the enemy. And so I've been bringing out the different ways that, you know, it allows us to stand against the enemy. And remember, we have an enemy who is so bold that he literally, you know, enters into the throne room of God. So, I mean, think of this in reality, you know, how close is he when he enters into that throne room? When he goes before God to make his petitions, I mean, he is coming near God to make his petitions of all his evil deeds and, and get that sovereign decree that, yes, he can do that. Okay. But that's how bold he is. He comes to God's face and tells God the evil he wants to do. And we know the depth of that evil. So imagine that. I mean, it really is quite offensive. But the, so why would the, God permit him to do it, Jesse? Because it's according to God's will. He's ordained a time for this to happen. Um, and if I could add, he's made us in his image and we are free will agents. Right. So we can actually, when, when the enemy comes against us with his schemes, we have the power to be victorious over it. Absolutely. So that's what I wanted to bring out with this verse, you know, with the blood of Jesus and his death, his resurrection, the true Messiah. This is one of the things that his blood secured for us. And the verses from Ephesians 2.13, it says, But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. So one of our weapons, one of our tools that we can pull out every single day is that because of that blood, because of the death of, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we are secured that right to be able to come near to God. And how do we use that as a weapon? Hmm. Well, if the enemy's standing near God, can we draw even closer? Can we step between God and the enemy and say, Lord, the enemy's bringing you a lot of requests right now. 
but I have a request and I'm going to come near because I want to bring my request. You know, that nearness, it allows us to, you know, enter into that space of coming close to the Lord's face, to speaking in his ear and making our requests known to him. And we can draw closer than the enemy can. And, you know, I just want to talk about a real practical thing with that, Jesse, uh, because you're absolutely right. We, we can enter the throne room, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people haven't really considered that before. And part of the reason, I believe, and, you know, we, we talk a lot about, uh, you know, things that the enemy does with the pineal uh, gland in the brain mm-hmm. and you know the, the the part of the brain that communicates with God it's like an antenna it's you know and there's so many things particularly in you know western society that really interfere with that and it actually calcifies puts a crust around mm-hmm. it which is you know if you put a shield around your antenna like a tinfoil hat you know <laughs> Uh, the signal is going to not go in and out as easily. And, you know, there's things like aluminum, uh, you know, speaking of tinfoil, which is in a lot of things that are consumed today. Uh, fluoride, they say it puts a, it creates a calcium uh, Wi-Fi. And then, of course, you know, if we, we will G5, I got to say it backwards because that's one of the uh, algorithm things. But all these things are actually dampening your ability. So, but, and you'll know this because remember that little scene I just showed the video that was on the telegram, that beautiful, beautiful place that was out there uh, and, you know, just by a pond and it's obviously not in the city. You know, if you go camping, if you ever go out into the woods, if you ever go out and just get into this place where alone with God and away from the Wi-Fi and all this stuff, I tell you, from personal experience, I feel closer to God. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, Jeff, I'm going to go out there and say I kind of disagree just a little bit with you, not on your end point. But I think that the enemy likes to throw things out there that cause fear. And, um, you know, I think that, that some of those things you mentioned, you know, we've got all these scientific studies saying, you know, that they have isolated the gene or, or the different you know, the pineal gland that allows us to draw closer to God. And they want to focus on that physical. They want to cause that fear that, that the enemy can do something. He can create things. He can create weapons that can hinder our walk and our relationship with God, or even more so our ability to make that choice for God Um, every moment of every day. And I think that that is a falsehood. I think that there is nothing that can keep us from drawing near to God or making those decisions towards God, because that would be a violation of the one thing God gave every single human being. And that's our right to choose God. And so nothing can take that choice. It doesn't matter if it's a natural elemental thing, if it's a drug, if it's, you know, an organ or a gland, nothing can take away that right for our choice. 
So actually, I agree with you 100%. And, you, it, and I'm really glad you brought that clarity out. Yeah. My, my simple point was it's, it's, and this is from my personal experience, Jesse, but once you discovered uh, being alone, being away from the busyness of life and stuff like that, when you can really connect with God, for me, it makes it easier when I'm in the city, you know? And yeah, I, I think it's like hindrances. You're, what, what you're describing are all these hindrances, things that keep us from that connection with God. And what does scripture tell us, you know, in Hebrews, it says, cast every hindrance aside, you know, and draw near to God. And so that's exactly what you're saying there is, you know, we're to cast those things away. That's, that's even, that's, you know what, I'm so glad I brought that out because that, that's, that's perfect what you said, Jesse. And, you know, that's amazing. And, and actually one of the things uh, before we get into what you talked about with, uh, with Jody, uh, but, you know, we've been recording this right on university, uh, right on you, right <laughs> right on you uh, courses. And we actually just finished the last major teaching one. But you had come up, Jesse, and said you wanted to throw in a, like a bonus video. And it was so brilliant. And it's really along these lines of, you know, how to how to put part of your day and how to be a little bit more disciplined about going towards the thro throne room and things mm -hmm. like that. So. Uh, we're going to be including that. It's it's you know it just it reinforces everything that uh, that we bring out in this uh, in this course, and we're just about done. So it could launch you know maybe in a week or so. Right, I'm excited for that. It's going to be amazing. And then as we keep going, I think the depth that people are going to get it, it is life changing. So it is, and it it even. You know, being one who's been teaching this stuff for years, every time I go through it, I like, you know, sometimes the teacher gets the greatest rewards and, <laughs> and Jesse, you, well, we'll, we'll save it, but you actually from teaching this as well, have uh, experienced something supernatural, I would say, uh, through it, but we'll, uh, we'll leave that for a little bit later when we go to really yeah. advertise this thing. Um <laughs> Okay, uh, listen, I got to go back in. There was a comment that just, I, I, I can't keep up with the comments. But one <laughs> I really caught that was just so good. And it came from El Greco. Jesse, it says, I'm a born again, born again believer. Happy face, smiley. Uh, because of you two sharing the truth, words cannot express my thankfulness. That is mm. the greatest reward that uh, Amen. that we can get from doing this show, that there is no greater reward that I can think of. Amen. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, um, I, I'm seeing a few maybe before we go on, if we can just clarify, um, people are asking where can they find the videos and do they have to be a part of the SOS in order to get access to those things? All right, so we're going to be putting this up as a video course. It's going to be on a video course hosting platform. Uh, we will be announcing the website and stuff like that. It will be a paid course, but we're going to give you a lot of stuff for free if you can't pay for it. And we've actually devised a way where you can actually get it for free as well. So, you know, we want everyone to be included. Uh, and by the way, you might even be able to make money from taking this course. Ooh, interesting. That's creative. 
right? You, you are, you are a financial brilliant genius. I will say that, but <laughs> yeah, and not in an overtaxing way. Like it's just sheer creativity that God's given you in that. So even yeah, well, I was like, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> well, thank you, Jesse. It comes from a world of hurt that I've been through. <laughs> There's no better lesson than, uh, than hitting the bottom a couple of times. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> I don't belong here. <laughs> we all have to take our time swimming in the trench mud. <laughs> you know, listen, this is the way I learn, <laughs> Jesse. I think sometimes, <laughs> look, I, my, my head is actually huge when you meet me in person. <laughs> like, I've got a big head and I'm not saying ego wise or anything like that, although I, I probably am a confident person. Uh, I wouldn't say egotistical, but I, I'm confident. But with this big thick skull, God really has to shoot things in there. <laughs> you know, well, well now I have this picture of you with, you know, like floating in this muddy moat with just your head sticking above the water <laughs> and looking up at the clouds and talking to God and just going around and around and around. <laughs> I, I, I could make a perfect bobblehead. <laughs> <laughs> floating in the moat. As I, as I usually like to say, Jesse, me and my alleged head. <laughs> All right, listen, you had something really great you shared first thing this morning, Jesse, and and I want to, I'm going to do one more announcement after you, you say this, but I want to go on a, actually, maybe I should do the announcement first, because then we okay. can just end on yours, because yours is so, so good. So the announcement, and, and I'm going to be brief about this, but um we've been running a fundraiser for the podcast and because, you know, obviously we're being, you know, our videos are being deleted. We we're being suspended and stuff like that. And we're coming up with solutions. And in fact, I've got a meeting that should be happening tomorrow about a platform. Now there's a couple platforms where we can post news. I, you know, so far telegram seems good. Uh, Gab, I'm not as active on, but I like Gab. It's getting better. Um, and they, they seem to be safe places, but a, really a place for this broadcast and even upping our equipment and things like that. So because of your generosity, um, we're able to move forward on this now. And so I've increased the fundraiser a little bit. Why? Because we'd like to get some better equipment. I'd like to get Jesse a better camera. I'd like to get, you know, there's, there's some different things that could improve the show as well. Uh, you know, so uh, I appreciate the generosity of it. Uh, we're not going to be perpetually fundraising for this, but, you know, listen, by you stepping up, you're saying I support the show and, you know, the show must go on. So they say. Mm -hmm. um, so having said that, I just wanted to read out some names of some people who have donated. We've got a few sponsors of the show through this. That's exciting. Yes, and, and I'm not yeah. going to pull them out aside. I'm not going to name their names as separate. I'm just going to give everyone credit. And there's a couple people who have said, please don't read my name on air. And that's why I mentioned it on Thursday that I was going to do it today. So I'm not going to give away your actual names because quite honestly, it doesn't give me your actual names. I just get email addresses and handles. <laughs> okay. So I'm just going to read out kind of the handles and, uh, and some of them are even going to be hard to read, but I want to give them to everyone uh, that has. So, uh, uh, Lion Elgin, uh, 
is Chicken Dan's Fearless Be Pagan. That's an interesting one. DJ Mood Beat 01. Gen Joy Grace Paul. Uh, one that said to skip. Another one just comes in as Podbean user. Uh, there's Win W6, Meg, Be Exquisite Always, Laura B. Um, this one actually gives out an, an actual name because it's a it's a family friend. So uh, I'm just gonna say CR, and you know who you are um, in your beautiful new founded land that you're in right now. <laughs> uh, there's Q to Gen 65483. There's Soph, M. Hallman4, Kimbo, DeBay Lester, Crazy Bunny, and I'm just going to say MTS. Awesome. And thank you, everyone. I'm excited we get to move forward. We're going to have the more secured channel we can do live videos on. That'll be great. Yeah. And, and by the way, if, if we go to the platform, it, it's like, it's going to cost me, you know, well over a thousand bucks to get set up. Mm -hmm. And and then I have to make a commitment on top of that. So, uh, you know, listen, I've been, we've been funding this ourselves and stuff like that, but you know, there comes a time then, you know, if, if you want us to keep doing it, then we just really appreciate you partnering with us. And we trust uh, with some of the rewards that are there that you're going to get some return value. So it's, it's not just uh, giving, you know, endlessly and void, uh, you know, we want to also give some, a lot of return on it, actually. Mm -hmm. So Jesse, let's talk about Jesus looking to the left. Now, is he looking yeah. to the left politically? I'm looking at you. <laughs> I, I don't think so. No. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's been interesting. So I, I've been noticing, and as I've been talking to different um, friends, prayer warriors, different Christians around the world, um, I started to realize that several of us have been getting these visions where the Lord is appearing as the Lion of Judah. And so a couple of us have really been praying because some of these visions have been very strong. And I shared some of it um, a couple of weeks back. You know, I talked about the vision where the lion, you know, Judah was walking and he was putting his footprints in the ground. And we had talked about, you know, that he wants that foothold in the ground and wants us to go through and anoint the land that wherever our feet walk, because he's promised us that land is our inheritance and he wants us to claim that property that is ours. And, um, so as these visions have kind of increased and I've been talking to people, um, you know, I was talking to Jody yesterday and I didn't even know she was having visions about the Lion of Judah, you know, at all. And, um, you know, we started talking and I was sharing some of it with her and she's like, I've been having a lot of visions about anointing as well. And, and, you know, the Lion of Judah. And she said, you know, it was interesting. She said, I, I realized that every time I was seeing him, that his, his face was, you know, facing the left. And so she asked the Lord, you know, why do I keep seeing you as the Lion of Judah and your face being left? 
And the Lord actually gave her response to that. And the verse that he brought to mind was that, you know, Jesus sits on the right hand of the father. And as she thought on that, she realized that if Jesus sits on the right hand of the father, that if he's to look at him, he, his face is going to be looking to the left. And it's really powerful when you think of, you know, the end time, the, the kingdom of God. And we know that, you know, that the Lord, the father's given his son, all power, all authority, all rule over his kingdom. But in the end, the son presents that back to the father and his eyes are always on the father. So it was very interesting. Um, you know, I think there's also some end time things with, you know, the Lord all of a sudden appearing to people in visions as the line of Judah. Um, you know, it talks about that at the end, you've got, you know, kind of this contradictory visions. You've got the Lord as the line of Judah, but you also have him as the lamb that was slain that's worthy to open the seals in the end in Revelations. So, um, so I think that that's some of it that we are in those last days and that the Lord is starting to just really reveal things. Um, but I'd be interested to know, you know, if anybody else out there is, is having these visions about the line of Judah, I would love for you to send those in and, um, you know, get those to me. And, uh, I'd love to compare some of those visions that people are having. Amen. It's a beautiful thing. And, and, you know, I think the way it ties in with this program is, you know, okay, so the focus of this, you know, right off the bat was we were talking about the Antichrist. Mm -hmm. But to talk about that is to focus on God, because we're, go we're going by what God has told us. Right. And it's and it's to save you from the deception. So we're not focusing on Satan. We're not focusing on him but we're revealing the things of it. Why? Because if you want to live right in the real world, you have to understand what the real world is. Mm -hmm. And this is interesting, you know, when you think about it too, with, um, you know, that the Antichrist will appear as an angel of light, um, you know, in the shape of a man, yet, in revelations, how does, you know, the true Messiah appear? He appears as the lamb of God, as the line of Judah. Um, so it'd be interesting to do a study on, you know, revelations and look at, at the appearing of the true Messiah in the last days versus the, the false one. Well, we're going to get there for sure. And yeah. so you know, the, the teaching has been so great. In fact, uh, on in lesson 10, on chapter 10, he talks about the timing of things. And he even says, listen, this is probably the most complicated sermon he's ever given at that point. Hmm. Uh, but wow, what a case. And listen, I've got to look it up, but he makes a really strong case. But what I'm looking for, um, well, certainly we'll be discussing Revelation and stuff. And sometimes we won't use the videos. But as I'm watching them, 
when I find a little standalone clip that covers a topic pretty well, uh, I want to pull that up. So there, there's one I thought was really good on the rapture, but then, you know, another three or four episodes, he dives into it more and more and more, and he proves and he proves and he proves, at least from his point of view. Uh, I happen to agree with it, uh, but I'm going to find something that I can use on that because that's been a concern and it's, it's actually been it's an important thing for us to know about as Christians because a lot of what is taught out there, uh, you've heard it, I've heard it, uh, is deceitful and it's dangerous. It's really dangerous. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like the, the whole, the pre-prib, look, you're just going to be saved from this. Um, but, but we'll also discern, look, we're going to go through tri tribulation. We will have tribulation but we're not going to experience God's wrath. That's the good news. <laughs> like that is the good news because when his wrath is poured out, the tribulation stuff, it seems like you stubbed your toe at Disneyland. You know? <laughs> <Right>. Absolutely true. <laughs> Nobody, I mean, even the demons cry out, you know, and, and don't want his wrath to come yet, you know? So <laughs> it oh, makes it's them bad. shake and tremble you and, know <laughs> and you know we'll do a whole program on the three woes mm -hmm. because when, when even you know when, whoa oh yeah it's a woe <laughs> <laughs> and uh and god does not under deliver on his wrath let's just say that <laughs> he that does is very true not under deliver he's a giver Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to like <laughs> relate the goodness of God and his giving to to his wrath unleashing but <laughs> well it is his goodness prove me it wrong is. it is it's you're, hard to equate right the two. On that. no Look, it's absolutely right and I do agree with you on that well, the wrath is is the the full revelation of the extent of his love. And we have to remember that, that with, you cannot have perfected love without justice, righteousness, holiness, and unfortunately wrath. Yeah. And, and listen, a, a father reproves his children and, you know, or sometimes he, they get punished and they're certainly getting punished here. Some people, but here's the problem. Uh, and Je neither Jesse and I are going to make th that, that last couple statements sound good in any way. Why? Because in our language, we don't have the words to describe the things of the spirit. Right. There's a whole bunch of stuff that we just don't have words to describe. And we don't know everything. Although the day of great revelation will come. Yeah. Actually, I've done a I've done a study on the wrath of God through Scripture, and it's very interesting. There's some very distinct points about it, and when you get done with that study, you have no more questions. You know that God is righteous and just and holy in that wrath, Absolutely. and there's a reason and a purpose for it. Absolutely, let's do that study together, Jesse. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, thank you everyone for being here today, for being with us, for being part of the conversation. We really love seeing the uh, you guys in the chat. 
Uh, and, yes, you know, you. there's and listen, there, there's been a couple of people who have said some things that you know, uh, not everyone is going to agree with. That's okay as long as they do it in a spirit of love, right? You know, as long as it's not someone who's putting out hateful stuff or, you know, we can disagree. And, and, and by the way, as believers in particular, uh, we're not going to agree on everything. Okay. Um, I'm not going to agree with all the things that Catholics believe in and Catholics aren't going to believe in everything that, uh, you know, different, uh, you know, Baptists believe in or, or whatever, but, you know, I'm, I'm non-denominational just so you, for the record, uh, but there's things that we're, and that's not important. What's important is what does the word of God say? Absolutely. And, and, and by the way, if we can interpret a little bit different on the minor things, who cares? Do, do, do you accept Jesus Christ into your life? Is he the way, the truth, and the life? Mm -hmm. That's the main thing. Amen. Amen. Well, with on that note, shall we end with a prayer, Jeff? Would you like to say a prayer, Jesse? Sure. Hmm. Abba Father, I just thank you so much for this Sunday, this beautiful day that you have made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And Lord, let us delight and see all the little things that you've given into our lives this day that bring beauty and purpose and meaning the things that bring peace and quietness, goodness, gentleness, kindness. Help us to think on these things, Father. And I ask that um, that our heart would not be bogged down by the end time things, by the things that we hear that are coming or the rumors that we hear. I pray that you would help us to keep our eyes straight on you, that our focus our gaze would not stray from that, just as that vision of the lion, that his eyes are always upon you. I ask that you would help us to keep our eyes fixed on you. And I ask for a special grace over our audience today, that whatever may be ailing them, whatever um, trials or tribulations that they are going through, I ask that you would remind them that you are near, that you are an ever-present help in our time of need. And that all we have to do is just look to you and you are good. I'll just end on that note, Lord, you are good. And we know that you are able to help us in our time of need. So we praise your name and in Jesus name, we pray. Amen. Amen. And Father, I just want to add to that. Uh, pray for the pastor Anderson. I thank you for his word. And I pray for you to uh, to move in him, just even in a more powerful way. Lord, you know the man, and we're thankful for his teaching, and we just want to lift him up in prayer at this time as well. So thank you, Jesse. Thank you for everyone being here. Listen, please hit that thumbs up button. Uh, if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. Um, you know, and uh, and hit the notification bell. Listen, these things actually make a difference. And, you know, the, the algorithms are really killing us right now on this thing. Uh, by the way, please, the link is always going to be in the description. I add it to the lives later, uh, but the links are going to be there. Go to our Podbean channel. That is our home. So, you know, a lot of people said, whoa, they, we, they haven't broadcast in a while. Well, no, we kept broadcasting. We've stayed to our schedule. Just we weren't allowed to be on this particular platform that we're on now so 
Podbeam is our home. And please go there and subscribe. And uh, anyways, that's it for today. Have a blessed day. We'll see you again on Tuesday. Perhaps we're going to have Tom back. Uh, I'm a little worried until we clean up some things with the censorship because Tom's wild. Uh, but I, people have been asking about this miracle, so I got to get them back on. So I'm going to ask them yeah. to come back on on Tuesday. So remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor, and make a difference in your community. You've been listening to Right On Radio News, Views, Opinions, and Attitudes with Jesse Zaboder and Jeff. Have a good one. Who's right? Who's right? He's right. Right on radio. Right on radio.